Okay, here's a fun fact. Professional golfer John Daly claims that he lost 67 pounds in college on a diet of Jack Daniels and popcorn. Doesn't sound like the best approach to weight loss, but it does sound like something I could try for a week or so. I don't need to lose 67 pounds, but, you know, three, four days, Jack Daniels popcorn, lose 10 pounds. I mean, you're not going to find that on the Weight Watchers website, and it's definitely not enough to fill a book, maybe a pamphlet. But in this new millennium, my whiskey-drinking friends, we are obsessed with weight loss and appearance, and along with that, a conscious and sometimes unconscious streak of vanity that cannot be denied. Anti-aging procedures, hormone replacements, low T, Botox, and Brotox. Yeah, Brotox. More men are even hopping on the Botox bandwagon for a little taste of the toxin not me it's it's been suggested on my forehead but i've earned those lines and i like what they express plus i need them to do my de niro impression yes i do yes i do i'm dino tripotis and welcome to whiskey business a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey and the guest bottle tonight is old number seven, Jack Daniels. We've had the the single barrel, we've had the gentleman Jack, but not old number seven, Jack Daniels, and there's a reason why. My guest tonight will contribute to the conversation of said vanity. I know you're thinking, where's he going with this, this time around? On Whiskey Business, we can talk about anything. And my guest tonight, the one thing that we did not mention in that series of, of vain items was hair. Michael Lazaro is the owner and operator of Salon by Azera, which has recently expanded its services. We'll get into that a little bit later, but right now I want to say welcome to Whiskey Business, my friend, and the Jack Daniels, which we both have an affinity for because we both love Frank Sinatra uh, devoutly. Sir, I'm humbled, first of all, to, oh, well, please. to be in your presence again. <laughs> and you don't need... Botox. I don't need Botox. Gain more weight. Gain more. <laughs> It'll stretch your skin. <laughs> you don't need to do it. But with your personality, it adds to the live my Live my life. Live. Live my life. Hair. I will. Can I just say sure. one thing, though? As I was listening to um, previous ones, mm-hmm. and I knew that we were doing this, and it happens to be our love, because we used to get together mm-hmm. and toast Francis's um, passing. At the Blue Danube. At the Blue Danube. We do a couple shots of Jack because that was his drink. Mm-hmm. And he took four ice cubes, equal Jack, equal water. Well, everybody would love to give him more Jack because it's Frank Sinatra. Let's do it up. And he goes, hey, I'm not dying of thirst here. I just want a drink. <laughs> just- <laughs> he says, calm down. Just give me what I want. But it was so good. And I know we've always shared that love and shared old school. And uh, I've obviously been a fan of yours and Jack Daniels for a very, very long time. Well, Jack Daniels, I've mentioned it before on my on the podcast, that it's my it's my everyday whiskey. I mean, everybody's got to have an everyday whiskey, if you do partake of a whiskey every day, but that's my go-to. You know, if I just need a drink, that's my go-to. And I don't need to tell you about Jack Daniels. You know 
You know it's charcoal filtered. You know by now that it is the number one selling spirit in the entire world. There is no more whiskey sold than there is Jack Daniels. Hair is the one thing I didn't mention in my little soliloquy in the beginning. Hair. Don't mess with my hair. Wait, how's my hair look? Hair has changed and developed and is also a huge part of people's vanity. You've been in the in the hair business for how many? 41 years. 41 years. So what year did you, what year did you start? Do the math for me. Uh 19 uh, what's 41? 90 what? 78, 79, 78? something like that. Okay, cuz I wanted to check because I remember seeing the movie Shampoo in 1975. Yes. Now, was that inspiration? No, I thought he was a fanoik. <laughs> Mavre. <laughs> and those are two words in Greek and Italian. Uh, yeah, no. That's hysterical. But I saw them, and no, it had no influence. I uh, started, uh, was in sports all my life, went to Pitt, played baseball, blew out this knee, and went to go work in a bar. Okay. And uh, the owner, Tony, God rest his soul, he uh, said, hey, take over the business. I have lung cancer. I'm dying. Take so over I, the bar. His bar. Half of it with him. So it was called M&M Lounge. It was in Swissville near, on your way to Kennywood Park. Uh -huh. You had to go past it. You've been to Kennywood. A staple in uh, Pittsburgh. So there I was, 19, on half a bar. And my sister-in-law says, you smell like beer. Go do something with your life. You like people. Go cut hair. I'm like, I'm not cut hair. Who gives, who gives that advice? Go who, cut yeah. hair. I'm like, you like people. Cut hair. Right? I said, all right, I'll go. I go, everybody's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Something about you I don't know? And I'd be politically correct here because I don't know who's going to listen to this, right? No, everybody. Well, who knows who's listening right. to this? This, I goes, said, out, this uh, goes out to the entire sides? world, my you friend. You switch sides? I said, no. I just, you know, it's easy. So I went, knew nothing about hair, right? I had some at the time, which you see I don't have any now. And it was the easiest thing I ever did. And I'm like, all right, I'll cut hair. Did, were, you a, were you a barber? Hairdresser. Or a hairdresser. Cosmetologist. Cosmetologist. Licensed cosmetologist. In five states now, no less. So you have to get a license in every state? Well, if you want to cut hair in that state, and I happen to be really? traveling, because when I left beauty school, uh, first thing I want to do is intern. I went to, New where would you want to intern? New York City. That's where you want to go. You want to do comedy. Right. You go to the Mecca. So I went there for a while. I had to get licensed there. Pennsylvania, Ohio. I had five salons going at one time. And then Florida, I did a little stint down there because I was, I, I teach as well. And then California. So everybody, there's no reciprocity. So there's certain loops you have to go See, through to become that. This is why I like these conversations right out of the gate because I learn stuff about my guests. Even though I think I know my guests when they come on, there's stuff I find out about them all the time. I had no idea. No. So I come from blue collar town. And right, I come from town Wilkinsburg, which is five miles east of Pittsburgh. Doesn't even exist anymore. They shut down the high school. You know, I trained this one guy. He's a big bodybuilder. My juice, my does this right. He's acting the tough guy. We just meet. He's like, yeah, you're from Pittsburgh. Yeah. He said, where are you from? I said, Wilkinsburg. He said, he backed up about five feet. He says, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he said, how'd you get out of there? He said. I'm <laughs> I said, don't worry, you're safe. Some people get out. You, don't be safe. It, it was easy. Was it something I planned to do? No, but it was the easiest thing I ever did in my life. You had a you had a knack for it. You had a gift. It's it's a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> Explain so it to me how it's a scam. Fit. It's a scam. It's a natural fit. 
Is it is it is, is is the cutting of the hair actually the smallest part of it? You walked into a store with money in your hand, right? Yeah. You bought that Jack Daniels. Yeah. You walked out with the left your money, walked out with the Jack Daniels. Right. You come into my salon. Uh huh. I take your hair. Right. And I take your money. Yeah. You get nothing in return. I get some sort of self-satisfaction. Yeah, but it's an I illusion. Mean, it is an illusion. <laughs> I come out feeling a little bit better about myself. Right, I give you a little stroke and yeah, boom, yeah. you look great, you look like a million dollars. You ask me about my life. How you doing? Therapy? So how much of it is actually hair cutting and how much of it is actually therapy? Well, it, it, put it this way. You cut hair, off. It's the only way you can do. It's what you leave on that counts. Uh huh. Because you're only happy with what's left on. So your haircut, the best haircut you want is sitting right there already. Uh-huh. So I just eliminate the unnecessary. I don't do anything else, but it is therapy, and you do have both sides of that. Some people tell you their whole life story. Some people, it's casual. It's a business, you know. And for some people, is it literally therapy because your regular customers, do they sometimes pick up where they left off? Oh, yeah, and some I'm the only one to listen to them. Some is of the it, stuff they it, want to hear, their husband's not going to listen to them, yeah. their kids don't listen to them, they're drained, and they go, I'm a captive audience for 30 minutes. Does it stay I in the vault? Hair. Does it stay in the vault? It has Are to you, stay do, in the vault. do you have a, a like, like a doctor-patient uh, confidentiality <laughs> agreement? If, if, I was, if I was told or asked how many times or all the stuff I knew about certain Sunny 95 hosts that I would never say, <laughs> <laughs> they would not be emotionally prepared <laughs> for the answers, number one. Uh. Number two... You can't. It stays in a vault. It's but got to. I'm Sicilian, so it's you're raised that way. You're raised that way to keep it in a vault anyway. It's Omerta. You don't it's say nothing. what you know. You don't yeah. say anything. Let's talk about just hair. You know, I look at pictures of my hair in the 70s and in the 80s and so forth. You know, how it's changed through the years. Now, do you... Did you go with the flow? Did you give the people what they wanted? Did they come in with pictures and say, I want to look like this? Or did you recommend, I mean, how did you change with, with 40 years of, of hairstyling, you've seen it all. Uh, seen it all, and it hasn't changed because you have an opinion, I have an opinion, but the hair has the opinion that counts most and always wins. Mm -hmm. You cannot change your hair. You come in with his, say, I want his hair, my hair cut like his, right? Right. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. You don't have his hair. And the thing about my business is no one's happy with their hair. Oh, I'm never happy with my hair. No, everybody's always changing. Never. Finagling. And they're no. always looking for the next answer, next answer. It's like a little bit of cocaine. You give them that good one at first, and then they're always like searching, searching, searching. So you're not going to get it. So has it evolved? Yeah, it changes, but it's the same thing. It's still the wheel. You're not going to do it, but you give the people what they want that day. So if they come in like when 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 Friends was really popular and, and everybody wanted to look like Jennifer Aniston, women coming <laughs> in want, wanted the Rachel cut. Did you go through those phases oh, sure. where women wanted that type of cut? Sure, and I give them a Jack Daniels and say, take that home and think about it because you're high. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. You're not her. You don't look like her. Let's come to terms with who you are. And once you come to terms with who you are and get a real grip on reality, all right. You know, like, you're funny. You've always been my favorite comedian. I've always oh, well, thank said you. That. That's very kind of I you. I can't tell you how many times I went to, and I, you know I know a lot of I them. know, I know. And um, I can't be funny like you. You know your limitations, and that's the thing. You have to listen. But the key is, in this young man the other day, he's just about to get married, and he says, uh, you deal with women all day. How do you do this? And I said, one simple rule. 99% of what you're uh, thinking in your head, never say it. 
Ever. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it comes out of your mouth, oh, you man. can't unring that bell. That could that sounds like advice my father would should have given. <laughs> should yeah. have, <laughs> should have given, and should have probably adhered to but from time to time. People know the limitation, and they look. But I've had clients for uh, Michelle. We can't mention her last name for obvious reasons, but mm-hmm. if you want to, you can. She's been with me for over twenty years. Before she got married, before she had kids, before she has everything. There's a certain bond that women have with hairdressing that men don't. A guy will go, I need a haircut today. Most guys, I need a haircut today. What's open, what's available, boom, let me get this done. Women, no, I'll wait. No, I have to have see the If there's a, there's a bond, there is a connection. Because what is the difference? I put my hands on you. I break that barrier. And once you break that barrier and there's that trust there, there is an immediate bond that's formed. So women, losing a hairstylist would be like losing a longtime physician. Morta. Oh, they'd be. And the physician, it's hard to find. You know, like our friend Charlie. Yeah. Everybody loves Charlie. Why? We're we're both bemoaning the fact that our doctor's moving on and we we don't know where we're going to go and what we're going to do. Or, you know, he knows us. He knows our our. Our ailments. By the way, two, maybe three more. I got to get the hell out of I here. I understand. Not okay. a problem. <laughs> Why do you think I brought the bigger bottle? That's what I meant. Two, I three more. I didn't bring. <laughs> I brought the leader, not the fifth. I know how to plan ahead. I know you do. In the salon environment, um, you, when you when you opened up shop at first, you were just yourself, all by yourself, or did you just go, you know, immediately start hiring other people? When I originally came, and I wish I wish I would have brought this, because you, do you remember you, Heidi, Sue, and Charlie were the first ad that I ever did? Young professionals looking good. Oh my do you God, that? I do remember that. <laughs> I go, oh my God, you're right. You had you the hair you had was about five inches longer. Longer, yeah, right, yeah. Charlie's that hair, he still looked like Rocky Balboa, right? So was Stallone, uh, Heidi, and uh, oh my, Heidi. oh my, yeah, 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 and yeah. Sue Wagner, Sue Wagner, as beautiful as ever. Has not changed a bit. Hasn't aged oh, a bit. Oh dear Lord, yeah, and uh, I do. Yeah, I do remember I, that. I wish I would have brought that. Um, no. I know I can. If you do find it, uh, get a picture of it and send it to me, and we'll put it up on the on the Whiskey Business website. I have uh, it to on go here. along with I this podcast. Go here. along with that podcast. I'll look for it in a minute. Uh, but you quickly learn that you want to be on your own. Mm-hmm. And so I was on my own. I moved down to where I am now, and by myself, I really enjoyed it. You have your clients. You don't have to worry about a receptionist. You don't have to worry about payroll. You don't have to worry about FICA. You don't have to worry about anything. Health insurance was huge. So then I moved to the first floor for convenience. My age now, you worry about the knee, the hip, everything oh, goes, yeah. right? Tell me about it. Yeah. You're still a handsome man. Oh, thank you. As, as are man. you. Thank you. How old are you? Uh, 61. God bless. 61. Yeah, I just yeah. turned 58. 58? I hope, I, I, hope I'm, I hope I'm keeping it all together like you at 61. Well, I have a sports bra and a girdle on. Is that what it takes? It takes. All right, good to know. <laughs> Hansberry, so, make a note. Make a note. Yeah. Got it, sports bra, girdle. Sports bra, girdle. Got so, it. Check. <laughs> I moved down to the first floor, and Anne, who has been my longtime customer, she decides to go to a massage school. And I said, okay, come here. Here's a space. And the rent is cheap. Here, boom. Penny, esthetician, facials, waxes, all that stuff that hurts. You know, mm-hmm. your version, it rips stuff off. Boom. So she's in there. So I've been working out all my life. So I had to redevelop a way to get back and stay in shape and do it healthy and sensibly because I'm 61 because I physically don't have the strength I did 
40 years ago, right? So I said, all right, I'm going to put a gym in and I'll work out right here. Why do I have to go here? Because people will travel to get their hair cut. Women will travel to get their hair cut. Mm-hmm. You will not travel to go to work out. No, I, I will back you up on that 100%. So it there was, was a gym literally around the corner from my house. Yeah. And I didn't go to it on a regular basis. But, but you'll travel to get your hair done. To go to get your hair cut. So I had a little space. I said, you know what? I'm going to train people to get out of bed, get out of their car, feel better about themselves, stretch, exercise, people over a computer every day. I'm going to open up their chest. I'm going to make them feel good, get the blood circulating, make them feel good every day, change their diet if they ask. I'm not licensed to do that. But I can tell you what I do and what works for me to make it suggestive. That's suggestive, but not advice. Yes, Yes. I can't. I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose. But I said, why not do it here? It's right here. So I started doing that, and it just took off. So it was always either or. It wasn't that. It was let's and. Let's always add to it, add to it. But it's still just you cutting hair. It's just me. I wouldn't have anybody else. Nobody else cutting hair, and now you've added all these other wonderful things. So I have the yoga. I have Ann does the massage, the esthetician, and then I do the workout, and I do the hair cutting. I would love to find a protege to come in, but I'm too old school like you to come in and find somebody. I give them a smack. Yeah, because they got to do it your way. Yeah. What about relationships that have come from cutting hair? I mean, was that being, uh, as you said, you know, you're, when you first took the job as a hairdresser, they said you're playing for the other team. You're not. You're you're a thriving heterosexual man in a business that is caters to women. Come on, was that just when as a single man was that just did did was the door wide open? You don't shit where you eat. Yeah, because. The main thing is you want the money mm-hmm. at the bottom line. And if you cross over and you mix it, you can do it. Then let me rephrase the question. Yes, sir. You didn't shit where you eat, but did women want you to? Sir, <laughs> I was oblivious. This, uh? John, this John was out of order uh? <laughs> because I watched it happen. Uh-huh. I saw it happen. I saw it destroy a lot of people's lives. And I said, it's always business. It's nothing but more more than business because what does it mean? What's it worth to you? Is that 10 minutes of 20 minutes of getting high worth right. a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars that mean equate toward the year of how much income they would bring into you because dynamics change, right? And once you get intimate with somebody, it changes their dynamics. It does. A I lot. agree with that. I mean, I'm going back to the to and the like movie said, Shampoo with Warren Beatty, who was just banging you don't everybody. You poop where you eat. Yeah. You, just, you just don't do it. But did it ever get tempting? I mean, you had to be tempted. Well. You're a man. You're, you're, you're an Italian man. You're around beauty. Beauty I'm, temps. Around beauty. But th- what made it even better, which I watched it happen to you, <laughs> is Wait the lore that they couldn't get you. Oh, yeah. That is what made it more desirable because if they thought, well, oh, he's off limits, but no, no, I can be the one to crack that. Right. I can be the one to do that, right? <laughs> and I used to go to the comedy club because, and thank you. Just, You're welcome. Just, that, that's, good. that's good. I got to right. I got to go home and do 500 push-ups. I got to go home and not. Okay. <laughs> do 500 push-ups. 500 Zs. <laughs> my, my wife, God bless her, she's says at Lancaster, she's with her mother and uh, father tonight. She's a loving, loving daughter, taking care of them. 
So I'm on my own tonight. That's nice. So it worked out. Nice. Oh, that's or, or, or bad. I don't know. No, good or bad. It's it's good and bad. It's good. it's great that she's with them, but it's bad because you know I miss her. You know, and I'm I'm lonely, <laughs> and I'm so glad I'm with you. <laughs> so it's nice to have you you're, with me. You're so good looking Congra- in person. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on being married. Oh, it's worked out beautifully. So I meet this woman, right? Can I ask you? Can I, can I, can we talk frankly? Can we? About We've been talking about Frank. About, about, about frankly, what marriage is this? The third. Third. Okay. Yeah. This one's the charm. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> he didn't say yes. <laughs> let me tell you something. There, there comes a time when you meet somebody, uh-huh. and you just realize that you know what, this is what it was meant to be, instead of forcing it to be. Gotcha. That's... I always was a problem fixer because what I do for a living, I. You fix, fix hair. Thing. You fix hair. You fix so I'm thing. like, okay, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. This was like, it's like talking to you. I haven't talked to you in how long? Too long. I know, but it's like we picked up right, right where, where we left, we left off. off. It's like family. You, you know. never, never break that bond. It's like this one. It's like easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Well, um, congratulations. It's easier than starting my car, <laughs> which so I'll check very carefully. Before <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We're I'm out of Greeks that. and Italians. I'm out of that. That has nothing to do. That has got nothing to do with anything. Anymore. Look at that. Oh, I had the long, the long, uh, the, the, the Yanni, mullet. the yes. Yanni hair. Uh-huh. Oh dear lord! It was beautiful. Check that out. It was beautiful. <laughs> I'll we'll put uh, that on the I internet. Will, we'll put that on the website. That to you. Okay, we got to get that. We'll attach that to this podcast on the website. All right. I uh, will text just, that to you because yes, you stellar stuff. I mean, you're looking good. You look good. That was the yeah. That hair was long. It was even longer than that at one point. Did you cut that that particular haircut? He, yes, yeah, that's, uh-huh. yes, yes. And um, I think the ad even says we're professionals get together, and our mantra used to be hairdressing <laughs> the way it should be. Yeah, right, because it, it's all a bunch of BS. Sure. It's, it's what you Catch think phrase, it is. Because yeah. like I said, I cut two people's hair the same. One's gonna give me a kiss. The other's gonna say. You screwed this up, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's all interpretation. Yeah. So, um, not com- uh, comedy, uh, not comedy. Comedy is comedy is comedy. My friend is deep rooted. Is very deep. rooted. You're a genius. I'm not. I, I don't know about a genius, but my, my I, business is much like professional wrestling. We want you to think it's real and, and serious, but it's not quite. Okay, but I think you're. I think you're downplaying it a little bit no. because no, you cannot be in this business and go through all the decades of hair. That have been here and be and be successful and say that it's you got to you have to be doing something right, whether and when I say right, it's got to be the whole combination of things. It's got to be the cutting of the hair, the services you provide. It's got to be you. There's trust in you. All right, and that's probably. I mean, you're probably to the point you're knife with your regular clients that if you, even if you did mess up, I'm not saying that you would, you would they would probably be they'd probably still be okay with it. You get a pass. But um, so it's not an illusion. You're not creating an illusion. What you are is real. I had an epiphany. Go on, an epiphany, and it, it didn't happen after brown liquor because <laughs> only things bad I've ever done in my life have been after brown, brown, liquor. brown liquor. Yeah, I mean real bad things. <laughs> and um, but the epiphany was uh, make them feel better when they leave when they come in the door, and it was simple as that because they're gonna walk in for thirty minutes of my life. And whether I have to blow smoke up their ass, change their mind, put them in a good mood, if they got fired, they want to blow off steam, I had to make them feel better when they left. And you get high off of that. You really do. Like, you're on stage. People are laughing, right? 
Yeah, there's nothing high. better. There's nothing better. There's, there's nothing, nothing better. There's and nothing better than leaves, the say, immediacy of of laughter in a comedy yeah. club. Yeah, you're and right. When somebody leaves and goes, I feel great. Thank you. I, mm-hmm. This is great. I feel so good right now. There'd be times where I would be in the worst mood possible mm-hmm. prior to going on stage. Something bad was going on in my life. Go on stage for that 45 minutes to an hour. Do my show. Have that euphoric feeling of of wow come off stage, talk to the people afterwards. But what was amazing, as soon as that was done and they were gone, what I had prior to the show still existed, and there it was. But for that brief moment... It's gone. It's gone. And see, I do it for a half an hour, 14, 15 times a day. I was going to ask, how many clients over the course of a day? Yeah, it depends on the color, whether it's a cut. Obviously, color takes a lot. But today, short day, because I'm here with you. uh, This is a short day? We didn't start till after 8 o'clock. I've been here since 10.30. Man. I know. Look at me. <laughs> you think I'm starting to thin out? What? Am I starting to thin out? On I the hair? Tell. I, I thought tell. that was by choice. Oh, okay. But See, everything you do with your hair, mm, I think is a conscious choice. Thank you. Mine, I'm receding on the sides, just like my old man. I yeah. got the same pattern right here, but I still got a lot of thick, thick hair that that just it just grows... I, I, what was the joke? Yeah, I, my hair's so thick that when I get it cut, I got to call the day before so they can get parts because it's, <laughs> it's so thick. Well, that's why I started working out because <laughs> the hedge clippers. Are, and that has added longevity to a career because most hairdressers haven't been in the business for 41 years. No. And most have carpal tunnel, they have bad back, bad this, bad that. And I said, well, you know what? If I just stay in shape and do it every day, because you know what? Your heart. Le- oh, I, I I shouldn't have told you this, but right. you know we got this thing in the paper, and then boom, 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 boom. Right, got thirty-two phone calls. Right. So I had to figure out a way how to tell people I'm not going to do your hair unless I really like you. <laughs> so, so you know I had to figure out a. a, uh, and a how did how did you put that? Well, I would say, look, let's consult, see if we meet, we mesh, and then we'll go on from there. And so we do because there's a lot of people that are called shoppers. They just look for the best deal. There's people look for the next best thing, how to reinvent the wheel, and you can't do that. Right. So I want people that are serious. But I got calls from this, from that, from that. I got calls from Yeah, call from me. TV. Yeah. I called from two other radio stations to go on. And guess what I said to them? No. I'm only loyal to one. I'm exclusive. <laughs> I'm exclusive to one. Only to inclusive to one. the one that hasn't been on. The Deontre <laughs> I said, well, there was a time There was in a the time. Days. I mean, recently. Who was the gentleman before? Way Bob back. Simpson? Bob had me on yeah. weekly. And I said, you know what? I can't do it. I'm only loyal to one. Oh, that's funny. And I don't care what it means, but I'll only stay true to him. The thing about it, you, you appreciate, and why we connected so much is because there, there's old school, and then there's truly old school. And you either live it or you don't. And he's always, that's where yeah. there's a kindred spirit. Yeah. Cause yeah. We're both so old school that we're dinosaurs. But we're still existing, and we're still thriving. Cause, and why is that? Because the old schools are built the strongest. Exactly. And drink the most. Yeah. Brick by brick from the brick, bottom brick, up. Yeah. And no prefab shit. None of this millennial. No, none of this millennial stuff where if you get bored while you're building it, you leave it and go move someplace else. Tear it down, build up a new one. <laughs> get a fidget. I give them I give shit about being a millennial all the time. Really? Yeah. The short attention span, you name it. If, if there's something I can I can tease him about, I do. Oh, my I biggest throw in life now, there's no filter. Right. No, fil- I'm no, 61. No, yeah. I don't have to have a filter I, anymore. I, I'm, I'm going to be curious about my 60s because I thought my 50s were the, my 50s I thought were the I don't give a shit decade. 
where I was just, you know, free your mind and the rest will follow. Yeah. I mean, I just like, I don't care. You can't upset me on a regular basis because I don't care. It's not, I'm not going to let it affect me that much. You tell me 60s are even better. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, See God. that edge you just showed by explaining your yeah. 50s? That was a little edgy. Yeah. You'll lose that. And you'll well, be it like, wasn't edgy. It was excitement. It was edgy. It was a little edgy. It's going to be like so Dom when you, lose, when you lose that edgy, you'll be like, hey, man, what's up? It's like, I just got high. It's like, what? Give me something to eat. Guy pulls out like three feet in my lane, right? My car, right? Now, my car, my wife knows, is like something you just don't even look at, right? right. So he pulls out, and I'm like, what? What are you doing? He gives me this. And I'm like, that's an unfriendly gesture, I thought to myself, right? Flips you the bird? Yeah, flips me the bird. Now, 20 years ago, he would have been looking under my... Right. right? Yeah. I went... <laughs> you started laughing? What am I going to do? Am I going to waste an hour of my time, half no. hour of my time, get out of the car... Show him how to do things the right way. He's wasted. He moved back. I drove. I had, didn't think about him since. Yeah. And I let it go. And You're right. Maybe that'll go. come in my 60s because I, I still have a tendency to get uh, yeah irritated. Yeah, you can't get it. But yeah. you know what? That irritation, that edge, as what always has given you that clarity for hitting the right note and <laughs> people's sense of humor and making it funny. Yeah, and that, that, seriously, maybe. that, that uh, yin and yang. Because like I said, there was, and everybody said, I I will not name drop. I will not name drop. But when I first started out in Horns, Pittsburgh, there was a young comedian, because we used to be on uh, TV every week and do makeovers. You can name drop, name drop. I will in a minute. I'll do a subliminal. (laughs) But I want to tell the story first. So he used to warm up the crowd for Pittsburgh Today. That was the name of the TV show. Mm -hmm. And uh, Patrice King Brown and... uh, John, I'm going to forget his last name. He they host a show, so we'd go over there, and he'd warm up the crowd. And half the time, these people are like, "What? What? What are you even talking about?" Right? So he was broke. He was poor. He didn't have any money. He'd come in and he'd like, "Hey, can you help me out? Can you cut my girlfriend's hair? Can you cut this guy's hair?" Well, he was a lackey at the comedy club, and he'd go and he'd pick people up from the airport, drive them in, and like, "Hey, this guy needs hair. Can cut his hair?" I'm like. All right, whatever. Just bring him down here, right? So he come down, and Dennis Miller is who I'm talking about. Oh right? wow, yeah. okay. So he yeah, he started. He bring Jay Leno in. He bring all the comedians in because they need a haircut, right? And cut his hair. Boom, boom. I'm like, why would you bring Jay Leno and get his haircut? He's got the worst freaking hair I've ever seen in yeah, my is life. Is it right? bad hair? Oh my god. Is it the worst? It's the worst. It never looked good on the Tonight Show. And never, ever. In all the years I watched them, never looked good, right? And didn't say two words, right? And when he left, was I'm he like, picky? Was he like, I need, to, I need oh, no. you to do it like uh, I need, I need you to kind of like you know, I got this wave over here, and I need you to kind of. Because he, did he no, was he specific? Days, I'm like, be quiet, sit on show. <laughs> I'll just cut your hair. So, and I'm like, by the way, you're not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, that's funny. That's funny. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, Dennis Miller was he was he uh, was he just as always had that wry, sarcastic. Rhythm going when he was when he was, uh, he was a scared puppy. Really, he was just a scared puppy, which you you never demonstrated that he had confidence. Which I always thought if you don't exude confidence, you you're done. And he didn't have it, but he was he very lucky. It. He developed it. He fell into Saturday Night Live, Monday Night Football. Right, his movies, you know, unlike some others, went straight to video. 
And uh, I remember all his lines. That's, <laughs> that's another old line. That's a skip video went straight to slides. It was, the, it was I think, the line. Yes. Uh, man, yeah, you're making me remember stuff that I don't even remember. You remember? I do remember. I still yeah. love doing stand-up. I mean, people think, you know, I, I, I have a morning radio show here in Columbus, Ohio. I still love doing stand-up, but I've really... Uh, these are, what are we, Hansberry, about 25, 26? Yeah, loosely, yeah. Are these in? Yeah. I'm really loving this. An opportunity to talk to friends, and they're not all friends. Some of them are guests that I've never met before in my entire life. Well, but to have a conversation over good pour whiskey and to get into stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That you start can't talking, do on the radio. No, you can't do on the, I get two Morning. and a half, three minutes at a yeah. time on the radio. Here, I get to stretch out and dig in a little bit. Do you remember when you started doing this? You said, ah, I'll give it a year. Yep. You're going to sign? My contract's coming. Nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, what, what? Are you high? Yeah. yeah are you on a drug they haven't invented yet? It's funny. Sign all the, the guys contract. from Steubenville and Pittsburgh, you, Det, who was yeah. on this podcast, had the same story. All gave me the same advice. What are you, nuts? Take the money and run, take, would you please? Take the money. What do you want take to travel the contract. country for, right? And and I used to think, well, he's a natural because he can he can... You can do both. You can still express, write, mm -hmm. do your producing, do everything. I'm you still want doing still all do that it. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're living the life. I'm doing this stuff, and now and this in person. You're such a handsome man. Well, I don't know if the viewers out there know that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm changing the way I think. I think my wife's out of town. What are you doing after the show? <laughs> we can go out for a drink afterwards. Well, yeah. nine thirty. I got to. I got to do my push-ups and go. You to got five hundred push-ups. Why don't you you cut cut it down to two hundred fifty push-ups? Maybe we can have another cocktail. We can have a cocktail. Um, you know. Yeah, do, 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 do seven seven fifty tomorrow. <laughs> now, the loyalty, going back to this one story I'll tell, uh, my best friends, Rich and Sue, and Sue more so than Rich, uh, had their <laughs> 25th, because she's my longest customer. Longest customer. And... Uh, He's got good hair. 38, yeah. You, have you seen him lately? Not lately. Do you lose it all? He's bald. He's bald again? He shaved it. You he know why? It? He had the ponytail and he had this. Uh-huh. And he goes, I don't want to look like you. Ah. I'm like, you can't look like me. You're ugly. He had good hair. He had <laughs> hair. He, had he still hair. carries a picture in his wallet. Yeah. He's got the uh, George Costanza wallet. It's this thick. I'm like, you got nickels in there. <laughs> He's got change in there. <laughs> but I needed a favor. And it was their 25th anniversary. And mm. they were, when he got engaged... We had a party, and it was "This Is Your Life." Debt mm -hmm. did the MC, mm -hmm. and I asked Mr. Tripodis, I said, "Would you please come and be the waiter and reenact their first dinner together when he was getting engaged?" <laughs> and he went into James, which I don't know if you know who James is. James part has of seen his that act. character. The, James is a caricature of my my father. Okay, yeah. I've heard you talk yeah. about it before. You are yeah. not emotionally prepared, okay. and uh, yeah, I was that for that. And he came, and he did such a spectacular job, and, and I knew. I mean, I said, to this day, as, as my wife, I said, you've never met 90% of the people that have molded my life that are in my life. I said, but one of the people, and one of the funniest, the funniest person is Dino Trapotis. Now, again, that's very kind to of you. Very kind. Well, uh, how I, many DM times did you look up in the audience and see me in there? Uh, lots, yeah. lots, lots. And, yeah. I, and now I will give you the heads up when I'm at the Funny Bone again, you know, just because I host every once in a while. This is the first time I've been talking and I felt like I've had sex with somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
quote of the podcast. That is a quote of the podcast. <laughs> I'd almost like to leave I it there, but I have a, a couple more questions. I have a couple more questions, but you could you could manipulate it so that we can I'll replay it at the end. Replay it at the end. All right. Here's here's my favorite thing. All right, and this is this is since you are you know are you a big shot now? You got you got the expanding the business and so forth. Here's my idea. All right, you want to hear it? You want to hear I'm it? I'm listening. My favorite part about the salon experience yes. is not so much the chit-chat, not so much the haircut itself. My favorite part is the shampoo. The shampoo. When I'm there and and whoever it is, I don't care, man or woman, I don't care. You're washing my hair, and that's my favorite part of the experience. So I came up with an idea. I even got the name for the shops. Go ahead. All right. What if there was a shop? (laughs) What if there was a shop, okay, uh, that all they did was just shampoo your hair or shampoo and massage your your scalp as well? Because sometimes they do that as well. Okay. Just just go in, get shampooed, and 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 dry your hair and go. Or if you stick around a little bit longer, get the the massage. And here's the name of the store. You ready? Ready? Good head. <laughs> and, 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 wait, I'm not done. <laughs> All right, and there's two packages. There's two there's packages. There's two packages when you go in. If you just get the wash and the shampoo, yeah. that's good head. Good. If you get the wash, the shampoo, and the massage, that's great, great head. head. <laughs> great head. And you don't care, man, woman. Uh, no, good head, great head package. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's just, it would take somebody, it would take balls, to, first mm-hmm. of all, to advertise a salon that way yeah. not even a salon it's, it's legal ju- it's just you're it's just perfectly legal all you're doing is going in for that it's you know it's and, nice, and, and of course you know i can we can worry about the decor later but it's comfortable chairs and there's nice there's music and it's just it's just that moment i find that to be the most relaxing part of the salon experience i'm thinking if you could just capture that i think uh <laughs> i think I, I think you know what i'll be the wizard and i'll just get on the marketing of this <laughs> As you know, and we can that's do a it. great that's a great name for a stop. It's a, it's a great, great name. name for a shop that does that. Thank you for this, man. Thank oh. you, thank you for this. Um, oh, we it's... should uh, for those of you who are listening in Columbus, Ohio, you can try to get an appointment and a consultation with him. You'll 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 still talk to new people, won't you? Yes, I you'll, you'll talk have a conversation. To sure, you'll have it to see if you guys mesh and fit, like you said. There, there may be. Another Dino Tripodis out there for me to meet. I doubt it, <laughs> I but there may be. So if people needed to do that, how do they? How can they go on the website? Or they go what? on the web. They can go on the phone book six one four four five nine seven seven eight eight. What a cheap plug! Mm-hmm. They no, can call. Good. They'll get a message, and I may call them back. I may not. And if they want to check out the website with all the services you have, what's the website? Uh, Salonbyazero.com. That's easy enough, right? Yeah. Okay. We had fun. I'll tell you. I'm going to leave you with this thought. And I'll leave you with mine. Well, you go first. Go first. All right. Your heart beats. Yeah. You don't pay attention. Not really. Your lungs beat. In you don't pay out. attention. Mm-mm. Your eyes work for you. So far. We put very few things back into our body, but we expect so much from it. Absolutely. Start putting back. Start putting back what? Start putting back. Into the body? Exercise, eat right, think right. And beat this thing called age. Yeah, you can do it. That's my. That's your advice to me. You can do it. Okay, I will impart you with my no. own little bit of wisdom. I got to give you one more. One more. All right. I'm, Good I'm bonus. Time for one more. Absolutely. Quincy Jones. What about of them? Yeah. 
one of Frank's favorite uh, conductors. Got inducted to the Hall of Fame way too late. Yeah. Right? Probably the greatest producer that one the Michelangelo of, producers. Are you did, familiar yeah, with made, uh, Quincy? All the best Michael Jackson records were, were Quincy Jones. He spanned and, uh, Bill from Cosby. Frank to Michael. Yeah. Quincy Jones and his orchestra with Frank a lot, a lot. And Count Basie. Mm-hmm. He worked for Count Basie. Yeah. And Frank loved him, and he said, I'm always going to use him. So Quincy Jones gets finally inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was long overdue. And he says, uh, I'm going to tell you a story. Young kids, you can't associate with me anymore, probably. You can't do a lot with what I have to offer. But I'm going to tell you something that Mr. Sinatra, and he called him Mr. Sinatra, uh, told me, because he, he always called me Q. He gave me the nickname Q for Quincy Jones. He said, Q, live every day like it's your last, and someday you'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Please, parting line. Oh, no, I'll give it to you here in just a second when I do my when I do the closing here, the things I have to say. But first, I want to say thank you you're for being a great guest. Oh, I hope so you enjoyed welcome. yourself tonight. I did. Uh, the guest bottle has been Jack Number 7, which is, uh, like I said earlier, my everyday whiskey. So thank you, Mr. Daniels. And uh, here's one. Him John. He knew him he so called, well. He knew him so well. To Frank, it's his favorite as well. Hansberry, I hope you enjoyed it as well. And I got to tell you this, that the Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions here tonight are those of me, your host, Dino Tripotas, and my reluctant guests, and are never meant to offend, only to educate uh, from time to time, but mostly entertain. And I'll leave you with this. As Mother's Day is fast approaching, the only real regret about getting drunk with your mom is the fist fight afterwards. <laughs> so until the next bottle, <laughs> see ya. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.